Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast, and welcome back to the old front porch at night. You can hear the sounds of of the crisp fall evening here on the front porch. We got Commerce and Elbert in review, week 10 recap, week 11 preview, and then Commerce on the road up at Rabin County, a place where the Tigers hadn't been in a while, Unc. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since the Tigers have went to Tiger. Uh, Tigers and Tiger. So, what is that, eight seasons? That's a long time. We appreciate you joining us today. Let's get right into it. listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Once again, thanks for joining us here at the Potluck Podcast. My name is Colton Dean, if you don't know that already. I know we pick up some new listeners every week. We, uh, Talked about Morocco, our Moroccan friends mm. there um, listening to the pod. Germany's always a big hit, so who knows how much how much is spreading over there in Berlin with Oktoberfest going on? They probably got it playing through the speakers right now. Picked up Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka too. Yeah. The Sri Lankans are getting in, into Tiger football, huh? In eleven countries, we're in eleven countries. We're worldwide. You Truly. could you could say, Uncle Son, how we doing? Doing good tonight, Dino. A little uh, weary, but hey, that's what you it's get a late, with a late night. night recording. It's a late night. I had the had the kids out trick or treating. Not really trick or treating, but Commerce Public Library had a nice little setup that we went up there to, and you know, it's just a hectic night getting the boys in the bed, getting them fed. You know, making sure everything's good to go. Kind of forgot it was Thursday. <laughs> what kind of candy did they have? Oh, they had some pretty good candy. We got some rustling in the woods already. Yeah, I got some people joining us. You heard some turkeys earlier, you said? I did. Man, here we are. Uh, good candy. Yeah, the, you know, the Kit Kats, Reese's, a lot of good stuff. A lot, you know, there's some blow pops and stuff like that, too. Laffy yeah. Taffy's. What's, what's your what's your, uh, what's your your fancy on the candy aisle? I love a Three Musketeers. Really? And uh, Milky Way. Oh, I man. I like the nougat. Neither. Neither for me. But... Tr- Truly, my favorite candy is a is a Reese's Big Cup, the deep cup. Oh, you you just a peanut butter guy. Yeah, I like that. I like the um. I always like getting you know the Reese's, the novelty Reese's, the holiday editions, <laughs> yeah. like the trees, the oh yeah, the, yeah, eggs, the eggs, and I think they have like pumpkins or something they right do. now. They do. So those are good. Those are better. The Snickers are always a hit for me. Kit Kats. Do I guess I'm a chocolate had, guy, I had, but no, I do, I do, I used, I used to like when you would get. The, I like nerds a pretty, a pretty fair yeah. amount. I like a little box, the little box of nerds. Yeah, I like, uh, I like Twizzlers. Son, you like the worst candy. <laughs> I do, I do like the worst candy, but you I like, like the you like the traditionally hated candy. Yeah, exclusively. Oh, and I'm a gummy man. I oh, love, well, gummies are good. I, I like gummy bears, trolley gummy worms. Yes, I like gummies so too. Good. Uh, but and I had this past week. I went to the gas station in Maysville, and I had uh, one <laughs> the, of the two. I was about to say the one. The the blue. Did you one. go to the pantry or the other one? The the blue one. You don't go to the, the pantry. This is it still a pantry or no? It's not a pantry anymore. Oh, that's disappointing. Uh, but the blue one's got yeah. Hunt's I wouldn't support that either. Now, so I, I'll go eat over there every once in a while. But they had uh, the M and M's that had brownie. In the middle of them, which was really good. Imminent with brownie? Yeah, a new new creation, brownie batter. <sighs> I don't know if I like that or not. Or, or fudge or something. I like peanut. I like peanut M and M's, but I don't like much much more than that. You might you might be surprised. Maybe maybe I will. It is the, tis the season for candy. Tis the season for candy talk. Um, what uh. What are we going to talk about the Tigers, though? 
Well, we can talk about the game Friday night. Uh, That's why we're here. It was a it was a tough one. Tigers had their first region loss, uh, loss on senior night. Our first loss since September second. You know we had we were on a five and zero streak, but we lost to the Elbert County Blue Devils forty one to twenty one. Uh, got up early. You remember that? You remember we were all excited about uh, fourteen to nothing. Fourteen to nothing, and then we got up twenty one to fourteen 14. to nothing, and who was it? Cole Hill just absolutely destroyed that kid. Had a had a skull on the kickoff, and I was like, man, this is we're in good shape here. Yeah, and then they they got got to work on offense, and Quan Moss had a night. Dude, uh, Quan Moss is good. I don't know. I don't know why he's not getting more college looks. I don't either. Uh, he had 34 carries for 206 yards and five touchdowns. Um, he was he had good size, speed, vision. I mean, he was incredibly tough to bring down. Yeah, he was good. Um, we that was probably the difference in the game is that we just could not bring him down because on on drives where we would have usually stopped somebody for a yard or two, he was picking up four or five. Um, but yeah, commerce commerce loses to Elbert County. I really felt like we were in the game. The turning point of the game had to have been right there before the half. We go down 27 to 21, block the field goal, and then we lose the ball on the 20-yard line, and they go up a score. Uh, Another score right before the half, make it 34 to 21. If that doesn't happen – you know, maybe we drive down and score right there. Maybe we don't, but it's still only a one-score game. And then we held them to seven points in the second half, and they didn't score that until really late in the game. So, really felt like Commerce could have won, but we just we had too many mistakes. Uh, you got any thoughts about that, Dino? Yeah, no, that was that was a backbreaker. The fumble right before the half really kind of. I mean, you're you're coming. You're trying to come back from down two scores at that point. It's not really something you want to do against Elbert, especially after they had it clicking. Um, yeah, their offense was legit. I mean, but Big. not not only the fumble for half, but then the fumble in the second half too. I mean, right. that that kind of just completely thwarted any comeback attempt that Commerce is going to have. We were down. It's just third. you can't. I mean, Elbert's good. Yeah. We got down to what the eight had first and goal from the eight and fumbled yeah. the snap. Those two fumbles really hurt a lot, but statistically, Albert's also good. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going to blame it all on, on two fumbles, right? And and they had size. They had a lot more size than we did across the line of scrimmage. I think that contributed to their gains on the ground. Um, but I will say, Commerce fared very well early on with the offensive line. Uh, we did have 339 yards rushing mm-hmm. on 54 plays. Uh, Jaden Daniels. Another big night. Had a, yeah, another big night. 18 carries for 168 yards. That's nearly 10 yards. Tyshawn Wiggins, big night. Big, biggest night. Well, since Banks County. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, no, Banks County. That Banks was County night. was a career night. That was for his Wiggins. night. Uh, 22 carries. For Tyshawn, 158 yards and all three scores, uh, 7.2 yards per carry for him. Uh, another Tiger who's had quietly uh, a really great year, Mike Mullis, sophomore safety, led the team in tackles with nine and a half and is now the leading tackler for the season with 38 tackles. Uh, Pat Mintz had his best night of the season, mm. statistically six tackles. And Jackson Morris added five and got his sixth interception of the year. Um, so we did ha- we did force a turnover. I think we – did we force a fumble in the first half? I was thinking we might have, but I, I couldn't recall. I don't I don't recall that. Okay. Maybe. Uh, Javen Hickman, 206 yards passing. That was on those short hitters, man. Mm-hmm. Those little screens, those little slants, like the little – just the short little things that – and a few times they caught us out of position. Right. We were – Pretty bad. Well, we could get lined up in that – that stacked double twins look. Mm-hmm. They'd have two sets of twins on top and bottom. And I looked up one time and we had three defending two and one, one defending two. Yeah. And they picked us apart. Well, no, they had point. three defending one and one and one defending two. 
Was it was it twins and a single receiver? I think, I think so. Yeah, we just we didn't get lined up a couple times, and that bit us right before the half. They threw that little play action screen, you know that fake. That was screen. the one that went that went for six. Yeah, was the the one that was so bad, or maybe the, these may have stopped on the goal line. But anyways, but that was a few of those were just breaker. were bad. But um, yeah, he was he was just enough good, just good enough to really beat us. Uh, I don't think. Oh, he wasn't that good at throwing the ball. He. That's I, not. That's not good? where he's gonna. That's not where they're gonna win games. If if he has to throw the ball, they're going. They're not gonna. Yeah. Mm-mm. But if he can, if he can do those little short routes, and then if you got Quan Moss running for two hundred plus and four yeah. five touchdowns, they're gonna be pretty stuff tough to stop. In the but, I mean, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna host one in the Granite Bowl. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun in all likelihood, them. I guess I should say. Yeah. Because I don't know how. I think even if we out. win tomorrow night, then we would lose the three-way tie. And and get what hurt. is that tiebreaker? I think it used to be non-region wins. Um, that was the first one. We did clean up some penalties Friday night. Dropped it down to five for just twenty-five yards. Um, so that was one area we improved on. But ultimately, the Tigers did fall short at Rayland Field. We dropped to. One and three on the season at home. That's mm. our first losing record at home since 2010 when we went two and three mm. losses to Jefferson, North Oconee, and George Walton in their first year of competition in the GHSA. <sighs> that makes it a little more makes it a little more depressing there, Song. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to bring it down. <sighs> well, should we do a week ten recap? Moving let's, on, moving on. Let's move on. Turn the. Page. All right, let's let's do a lightning round week ten recap. We'll see how fast we can go. Probably won't be too fast. Seven A, number one Buford fifty Decula seven. Not much to talk about there. Buford did football things. Won another game. Six A, the Red Leghorns of Gainesville thirty four Shallow seven. North Forsyth twenty four Habersham Central fourteen. Song, Zeke what? Whittington. Tell us about that. Well, you had posed the question last week, does Habersham Central make this a game? And They did. They did. North Forsyth is the second team in that region. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're playing Gainesville uh, this week for the region title, and they only lost 10 by 10 points in a 21-point spread game. And a lot of Habs' uh, success this year has come from a young man, man named Zeke Wigington. I've been a ph- phenomenal wide receiver for him. Set a school record with number of receptions, I believe, for 15 receptions, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Um, that was surprising to me considering that Travaris King went to Habersham Central. Mm. So that, that was probably who held the record before him. Maybe. Did he play receiver at Habersham Central? I think so. Okay. I wasn't sure if he was a quarterback, do it all kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. I couldn't remember what the case was with him. Lanier, 21, Jackson County, 14. Tough one for the Panthers. Yeah, they're out of it now. I think they're eliminated from playoff contention. Mm, Jack's Jacksco. Down in 5A, Clark Central, 28, Eastside, 27 in overtime. Yeah, there was a walk-off two-point play in this one. Uh, Gladiator receiver Jaden Kofer, who had 12 receptions for 157 yards and two touchdowns on the night, scored the two-point play that put the Glads ahead and really put them in a good position for the playoffs, even though they've had a, a down year. I like the going for two in overtime. I, I like do, that. too. Jefferson, 42. Loganville, six. Whew. Absolute slaughter. Who uh, The Wolves – or not Wolves, <laughs> Coach. Coach, listen, let's let, let, let it breathe. So let, the, let the pod breathe, and we'll get back to Jefferson and Loganville shortly. I might have found those turkeys. They are fired up tonight. They got rowdy for a minute. Jefferson 42, Loganville 6. Song, tell us about it. Sammy Brown, big night. Yeah. He He's healthy. He's back. Probably a career night. I, I can't remember his statistics from, uh, from his days as a Tiger, but 19 carries, 282 yards, five touchdowns, 
rushing and one receiving touchdown. So all touchdowns for the Dragons came from Mr. Brown. Uh, beat the number four team in the state by, what is that, 36 points? Huge upset for Jefferson. Wander Barrow, uh, the driver's seat in the region now. Wander Barrow, 52, Heritage, zero. Good win for the double G dogs there. 4A, Psalm, Mad Cow, 42, East Forsyth, 34. Yeah, Camden Smith's had a really good year over there for the Red Raiders. Passes the 1,000-yard uh, rushing mark this year for the season. We actually talked a little bit about that one on our, our Friday show last week. Right. Uh, North Oconee, 44, Walnut Grove, zero. Triple mm. A. Hebron, 56. Franklin County, zero. Not really much of a surprise there as Franklin County continues to, to struggle a bit. Dawson County, 17. Gilmer, 7. Stevens County, 24. Hart County, 7. Closer than, than you would think, though. Stevens led just 10, 10 to 7 at the half. Yeah, they pulled away there at the end uh, in probably what was a pretty contested game just because of the emotions. It looked it looked to be pretty close. Oh, oh. Late. I needed some candy. I needed to steal some of that candy before I started recording here. <laughs> it looked to be pretty close uh, at the half. I remember following it on Twitter, but Stevens County does prevail twenty four to seven. Still pretty much in the driver's seat in that region. Mm-hmm. Lumpkin County fifty six, White County thirty five. Let the scoreboard up there. Number ten Oconee County twenty eight. Number eight Monroe area nineteen. So Oconee County picks up a win over Monroe. Double A, Athens Academy 70, Banks County 13. At one point, this was 14 to 13. Uh, <laughs> obviously, didn't end up that way. Union County 21, East Jackson 17, and the Potluck Podcast Special, Thompson 27, Putnam County 3. And single A, D2, Lincoln County 31, Green County 21. So, Lincoln County, uh, I, 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 Green County covered, though. I, I think I, I, was, I was on them to keep it close. Right. I think that was a good call. Green County this week, which we'll talk about later, they've got the chance to finish third, I think, and beat Aquinas. We will see. Towns County 20, Warren County 8, Washington Wilkes 34, Aquinas 26. Class A, D1, top 10. Number 10, Dublin 51-0 to zero over Jefferson County. Number 9, Metter 42-0 to zero over Claxton. St. Francis, 14, number eight, Whitfield Academy, zero. Yeah, this one was unexpected for me. Seems uh, like Whitfield's kind of slipped a little bit. Yeah, they they were a four-point favorite at home, but they gained just 115 total yards, and then they continue to be ranked number eight. That Like, they didn't slip this week. I don't know. <laughs> St. Francis got the shaft on the rankings. Somebody at Whitfield's cooking the books over I there. I guess so. Got, got an in in the uh, – Paying some salaries over there at the AJC. AJC. Number seven, Elbert County, 41 to 21 over Commerce. Tough scene. Number six, Darlington, 45 at Armurchie, uh, seven. Darlington, 45 to seven over Armurchie. Number four, Brooks County, 19. Irwin County, seven. Is that right? That's right. Okay, so the somebody had it wrong on Twitter then. Let me Let me double check. Because I, I was wrong. thinking the South Georgia scoreboard had it nineteen to seven, Irwin. We need to double check that one. Number three, Raven County fifty-two, Athens Christian seven, and number one, Prince Avenue fifty-six to seventeen winners over Oglethorpe County. And Oglethorpe County actually did keep it relatively close for most of that game. Um, some of that game, I won't say most of it, but some of that game. There was a moment in like the, the, the second quarter. I was like, "What?" And yeah. then no, no, no. Actually, it wasn't. Didn't happen. You're right. I got my my mm, score. Can't flipped. mess. You can't mess that one up, Song. Yeah. It was. It was Irwin nineteen. Irwin nineteen. Brooks County seven, yeah, which was a surprise. Irwin scored two late touchdowns. One was a 15 yard touchdown run, and then a scoop and score that gave them the victory. Uh, Brooks did not bring the hammer. They they lost it on the way over. Uh, actually, it was only 320 total yards of offense in this game. Just a slugfest. Defense. That is our Week 10 roundup, Week 10 recap. That actually kind of was a speed around there. Um, but before we completely get done with Week 10, let's talk about the Potluck Podcast, good old boys, Mountain League Power Rankings. Not a whole lot of movement, but let's go through it, Uncle Solomon. 
Well, the top four teams stay the same. You got Raven, Stevens, Dawson, and Lumpkin. Rightfully all, so. All of those teams winners this past Friday night. The only close games you had, well, all the games were close except Raven over Athens. Christian. Oh no, Son, you did it to him. Uh, <laughs> Stevens beat Hart twenty four seven. On down to Lumpkin beating uh, White County fifty six to thirty five. Uh, then. We have Hab Central at two and six sliding up to the five spot because of their close battle with North Forsyth. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about last week how we were using Union County's game with East Jackson kind of as a judgment stick for the Panthers. I think they're they're better than White, but worse than Habersham. East Jackson kept it close. They did twenty one to seven Panthers. Um, Staying at number seven were the White County Warriors after a tough loss to rival Lumpkin. Fannin moves up a spot after beating Murray County 42-7. Gilmer drops after losing to Dawson. Pickens up as high as they've been this season. Into the top ten. Into the top ten. Of 13. (laughs) Uh, A victory over the West Hall Spartans, uh, 29-7. North Hall was off. Move up a spot. Towns County. Mm, out, out of the, the cellar. <laughs> They're out, baby. They climbed out. Well, that's this surprised me. They beat Warren County 20 to 8. Warren County has to be just awful. Yeah. Which and is crazy. I mean, they, they've had some real good years. They get up and down, man. But they, Towns County. talent dependent. That's a big talent dependent school. Yeah, it gets streaky. It does. Um, but they had to make the drive all the way mm. to Hiawassee, too. So, uh, from Ward to Hiawassee, I mm. mean, that's just about, what, 200 miles probably? Yeah, probably. So, they lose there. Towns County picks up their third win, three and five on the year. And then Banks County, mm. after just being completely molested by the Spartans. Oh, bad word choice. But uh, we'll allow it for now. 70 to 30. Uh, Banks County slides lost four in a row after starting the season four and oh. That is your week ten potluck football mountain league power rankings. Banks County back in the cellar. High hopes. There. High hopes for the Leopards. But it is basketball season in Homer. If it's if it's been said once, it's been said a thousand times. It is basketball season in Homer. I actually saw today so one of their players had some highlights retweeted on Twitter or something, and their profile picture was already in a basketball uniform. <laughs> That's very fitting. Yeah. Uh, week 11 preview. So we got some good games to cover here in week 11. Let's start in 7A. In 7A, we got number one, Buford, a 30-point favorite at Mountain View. Anything to say other than Buford's probably going to win by 30 or more. Uh, uh, like the assessment. In 6A, the Red Leghorns of Gainesville, 35-point favorites against North Forsyth. Yeah, surprisingly, Gainesville has only beaten North Forsyth one time out of eight. Uh, I don't think they have much problems tomorrow night. I think they probably win by 35 or more. The Apple Knockers of Habersham Central hosting Appalachie. Could be one with an Apple Knockers win. They're ten point favorites. Yeah, they'll pick up their third and final win for the season. Jackson County is off. Moving down to five A, Clark Central is off. Flowery Branch at Loganville, where Loganville is a twenty one point favorite. Uh, Loganville will get some revenge. Coming out mad. Night. Coming out mad. Yeah. Jefferson forty five point favorite against Heritage on the road there at Heritage and Conyers. Wanderbarrow at Eastside. Eastside is a twelve point favorite. And uh, this is a this is a playoff berth on the line, right? For yeah. The double G dogs. Yeah, so if Winder beats Eastside, then that game with Clark Central becomes really important. Um I think all three of those teams right now are kind of in a lock for three and four. Um thinking you got Jefferson, then Loganville, then Clark Central right now, maybe. Let me pull up the standings. Yeah, Clark Central's three and two. Yep. And then Eastside and Wanderbarrow. So if Wanderbarrow beats Eastside, then they'll be at fourth, and then it'll make the winner of Clark Central or Wanderbarrow be third next week. If Eastside wins, they clinch. Eastside's 12 point favorites. We'll see what happens. 
down in 4A, Madison County, seven-point favorites against Walnut Grove. How about that, Psalm? Yeah, so if Madison County wins, and I did not realize the statistic, but if they win, uh, they will host their first-ever mm. first-round playoff game. How about that? Danielsville, Madison. look out. <laughs> Number two, North Oconee uh, hosting East Hall, where they are 48-point favorites. Down in AAA, Franklin County. You know, we, we're going from North Oconee undefeated, and then we go <laughs> – Triple A, Franklin County, defeated at Monroe, where Monroe is 48-point favorites. Hart County's taking on Hebron on the road. Hebron is four-point favorites. So that's an intriguing matchup. What do you what do you think is going to happen there? You think Hart plays Hart County ball and kind of fills out at the end of the year? Or, you know, do they upset Hebron and sneak into the playoffs? I mean, you got Monroe at one and two, Hart at one and two. Something's got to give there. Right. So if Hart wants to stay alive, they have to win this game. Right. You got Steve. <laughs> but Hebron's good. I mean, Hebron's a good t- I don't know. That's a tough one. That's got to be a pick'em. I think I think Hart probably has the athletes on defense to contain Hall a little bit better than maybe some other teams. I don't know if anybody's got enough to contain him. He's been who's the only team that was Stevens the only one that really was able to bottle him up? Is that right? Yeah, I think. Or Stevens, who was that, Oconee? Stevens hasn't played him yet. They'll play him at the last game of the season. I think that it was Oconee that bottled him up. No, it was Monroe. Monroe, him, that's right. 41 to 7. That's right. It was Monroe that, yeah, it, it was them that bottled him up. He had a bad night. It's like his only bad night of the year. Yeah, and they had a, a tight game with Oconee. Point being, I'd probably take Hebron sitting right here right now. Yeah, me too. Especially at Hebron. And that might be the end of Hart County season yeah. if they lose that game. Follow along at Potluck Football. We'll, yeah, get we'll, the pot, we'll get the potluck. There. We'll get the potluck pick them out too, though. Oh, yeah. That's got to be on there. Yeah, it'll be on there. Number 10, Oconee County hosting Stevens County. So this is a big one. Oconee County 2 and 1 in the region. Stevens County 3 and 0 in the region. Oconee County, a two point favorite song. Yeah, this is probably the the region championship right here between these two teams. Um, there are some other things that could play into that, but Stevens leads this series fifteen to seven. Started back in ninety two, but Oconee has won three straight, including last season seventeen to six. Uh, excuse me, sixteen to seven road win. So I like Stevens here. I don't see where they're getting the the minus two for Oconee especially with them being on the road. Tacoa, from what I hear, is a pretty hard place to play. They've got the reservation up there. And what we hear about on the high school football scoreboard show, anyways, is that that's a tough place to play. Is Are you sure that's at Stevens? No, you're right. I, I think it's it wrong again. I think it's, it's at Oconee. Oconee. That's probably where the minus two I think that's where the minus two is. Essentially, they're saying it's probably pick them. Yeah. I like Stevens. I like Stevens, too. I'm going to stick with them. Uh, in the good old boys league, Lumpkin County is seven and one, three and one in the region. Dawson County seven and two, five and zero oh in the region. This is the region championship for seven AAA. Yeah, really intriguing matchup here. Uh, both of these teams have high powered offenses. Uh, Lumpkin has Heath Webb as first year coach. They really raced out to a four and zero lead, lost the one game mid season to uh, Wesleyan, mm-hmm. kind of shocked them. Uh, Dawson County had two early losses to Lambert and Stevens, but they've won five straight. So, really, Dawson is favored here. But Lumpkin's had a lot of magic, you know. Uh, I, I probably like Dawson here, though, on the road. Dawson uh, favored by one. So, essentially a pick there uh, for the seven AAA region championship. will also be on the potluck pick so look out for that. White County. One and three in the region. Pickens two and two in the region. So kind of a, kind of a chance for Pickens to maybe climb up the the good old boys mountain league potluck football rankings. Yeah, that's about all they're fighting for now, though, because both of these teams will be on the outside looking in at seven AAA. Down in AA, Athens Academy, a twelve point favorite for uh, against Union County. Yeah, uh, biggest test of the year thus far for Union. They have went seven and one thus far, which was really kind of surprising for the Panthers. Uh, didn't have a great year last year, but uh, could win second place with with this game, and they follow with Fellowship next week. So 
Speaking of fellowship, hosting Banks County, where Fellowship Christian is a 35-point favorite. Think they cover some? No. I think it might be worse than last week. Oh, gosh. East Jackson on the road at Providence Christian. Providence Christian, a three-point favorite. I think East Jackson wins this game. I I think that uh, the Eagles are improving. I think they've got a couple good players on the team. Maybe Providence is better, though, I, but I, I really think East Jackson wins this. Down in single-A D2, Lincoln County, a 29-point favorite on the road at Warren County, and Towns County is hosting Washington Wilkes. Washington Wilkes is a 22-point favorite. I like the favorites to win there. Class A, D1, top 10. Number 10, Dublin, on the road at East Lawrence. Number 9, Metter is off. Number eight, Whitfield Academy, still number eight. They're 15-point favorites versus Mount Vernon. Number seven, Darlington is off. Number six, Elbert County on the road at the Greater Hull metropolitan area, Athens Christian, where they are 28-point favorites. Number five, Irwin County. This is this is no, this is last week's top ten. Gotta be. No. It's gotta be. They, they, they didn't put Irwin behind Brooks. They just beat him. Well, maybe I screwed it up again. Let's check it out. Solomon's having a night. Going going to the record books here. Solomon's having a night. They've Whitfield's gotta be out too. There's no way they got a five and three team in there. Do we do we need to do we need to Surely they don't have that's, Irwin there? That's what I got. No way. Look at the far right column. I mean, I can how get, is that? I don't, I don't know, because it shouldn't be that way. Let's let's check in on this. Let, let's 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 do some let's do some digging here. Let me make sure well, I this is this is real good audio, but we got to make sure this is right because if it is right, that is absolute atrocious. trash. That is trash. If they're if Brooks is still ahead of Irwin, let's check it out. Let's check it out. Sorry, folks. This is uh. Bad, bad podcasting here, but we got to make sure this is right for the people. Automatic for the people. Well, Solon's on the beat. Solon's on the beat. I'll keep, uh, I'll keep rolling down what we have. Raven County and Commerce, obviously, that's one we'll talk about in just a second. Swainsboro taking on Bleckley County. Swainsboro is an 18 point favorite. First of two final region challenges for Swainsboro, number two team in Class A D one. Uh, they travel to Dublin next week, so that will be a tough one. Uh, Swainsboro does lead the series 9-3 to three over Bleckley County and has played the stronger schedule than Bleckley County. Bleckley County is 8-1, and one, though. Um, Swainsboro has shut out five of their seven opponents and averaged over 40 points per game. Bleckley's long loss came to Dublin 31-13 back in early October. Number one, Prince Avenue taking on Jasper County. Where they are 42-point favorites. What you got, Son? We have been betrayed. We have been betrayed by our trusty source, the Georgia High School Football Historians Society or Association. It is your top ten. Prince, Swainsboro, Raven, Irwin, Brooks, mm. Darlington, Elbert, St. Francis, Matter, and Whitfield at ten. Whitfield's still in the ten. That's yeah. that's kind of crazy. Okay. That wasn't actually too far off, though. No, St. Francis is at eight instead of Whitfield at eight, so yeah. that, that's really all that all that was missed there. Yeah, and Dublin drops out. So sorry about that, fans, listeners. Listen, you don't come here for accuracy. You come here. <laughs> you just come here to hear hear the uh, our voices, hear the ambient noises, put you to sleep uh, at, at your at your desk on Friday mornings. <laughs> that's the reason I listen to folks. Uh, Commerce at Rabin County. Uncle Son. Should we jump right in? Let's jump right in. Comers at Raven. Jump right in. Can you look you see this line? Raven County minus thirty four, yeah. Is that what do you think about that? That's mildly disrespectful. I saw I looked at I don't mean that. I got curious about it. That's the predicted score is a 34 to nothing Raven County shutout. Let me ask you a question. What was the final score of uh, Raven at Elbert? 41 to 21. What was the final score of Elbert at Commerce? 41 to 21. It's the same score. Correct. 
about a 40 point differential as far as Raven over Elbert and Elbert over Commerce, right? You can't, do that's the that, only though, game you can play. I mean, I, I mean, I know Maxwell takes into a lot more than that, but I mean, it's less than that. Yeah. Five touchdown game is what Maxwell says. I just, I feel like it's a closer game than that. But regardless, we can get into talking some Raven County football history. Uh, the Raven County Wildcats are in Tiger, Georgia, which is in southern Raven County. They've been playing football since 1949, and they've been playing ever <coughs> since. That's 74 seasons for Raven County. 420 victories to 335 losses and 13 ties. That's a 55.5 winning percentage. Uh, they have nine region titles. They've won eight straight dating back to 2014 and then one in 1998. So our trivia question for the night, Dino, who was Raven County's head coach in 1998? Dick Butkus. <laughs> I don't know. I'll never get this one. Who is it? It was. It's actually Sonny Smart, father of really? Kirby Smart. No. Yes. <laughs> nineteen ninety-eight region champs. Kirby Smart's probably got a nineteen ninety-eight Raven Raven County, County region, region champs. Probably a crew neck sweater. Yeah, probably so. Somewhere donated it to Goodwill a long time ago. Probably. It's probably hanging out in Tiger somewhere. Clayton Goodwill. I'm gonna have to go check it out. See if I can find one. Uh, in the last 10 seasons, Raven has a pretty wild record of 80 or excuse me, 98 and 17. So 98 wins to 17 losses. That's an 85.2% winning percentage. But from 2001 to 2010, Raven went just 23 hmm. and 77. So a 23%. Win That's the Raven we came up with. Right. And uh, <laughs> things, things changed. Turned on their head. Because you had you had Raven that Raven had been our entire lives and longer, and you had uh, post Lee Shaw Raven, and and that's what everybody's gotten accustomed to now. Uh, but before either of us were born, there was a guy up there named Frank Snyder. Tell us about old Frank. Well, he was their their first head coach. Uh, well, second head coach. He started in nineteen fifty, coached to nineteen sixty four. Won 91 games to 51 losses and seven ties. But that's who the stadium's named after at Raven. And he's kind of like their father of Wildcat football. Uh, he also coached at Jefferson before he came to Raven and won just two games out of 28. Um, looking at the Commerce Raven County series, it's been pretty one sided. Uh, Commerce has won 21 games, Raven has won seven. And there's been one tie in the series. Raven did win the first game in 1951, 46-6. And they won the last game in 2013, 28-0. Uh, that was I was actually at that game. That was a really tough game to be at because uh, Charlie Warner was a sophomore and he just got the ball like every play. And Commerce never got anything going. It was a really rough game to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh in 1967, that was the year that we tied. It was uh, Coach Lamb's first season, and it was a 2020 tie. Um, Commerce won 15 straight games between 1964 and 1995 in the series, and the average result in the series is a Commerce win of 24 to 15, which I thought was a little closer than I would have expected. Um, some of the games that I remember were a little bit bigger wins for the Tigers. Um, but the teams have only met four times since 2000, and Commerce has lost three of the last four played at Raven. So some things trending in favor of the Wildcats. History overall, though, favors the Tigers. Mm -hmm. um, Dino, do you, were you at that 2012 game with Commerce yes. Raven? You want to remind us what happened? In that night, Fox Five game, Fox Five team of the week, the high five game of the week. Fox Five was in in uh, in the house. Uh, yeah, Drew, shout out to Drew Whitfield, got it done. It was a two point conversion, right? Yeah, to win the game, game, eighteen to seventeen, yeah, a week after Jefferson. Was it? Or was yeah. it? I was thinking it was the fourth game in that winning streak. I, I was, was it? We played Jefferson and then Banks. And then East Jackson. Maybe that was right. Yeah. Raven. Maybe it was the fourth game. The uh, second game that mattered. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but yeah, that was a huge night for the Tigers. Uh, that one got all over, all over TV with the game of the week down there at Fox Five. Got that hand. That hand trophy. The hand's gone, isn't it? They still do the hand. Yeah, they still, do, they the still do it. It's crazy. They've been doing that for forever. Um, another big game in the Commerce Raven series was 2006. This was a night Commerce beat Raven 38 to 27. Also, my first Commerce Tiger football game as a player. Uh, Commerce, Same. Yeah. Commerce, kick return. Uh, did we have a kick return? We got in on kick return. Oh, I didn't play in the game. I wasn't fast enough to be able to kick, kick return. I wasn't either. Ball. I think somebody forgot to go in. <laughs> they just get out there. Uh, just grab the first person they went. But Commerce won our 500th victory in school history. Uh, that's in the modern era, as according to Coach uh, Prickett, 1942 present is the modern era. It's very foggy night that night in Tiger. I remember. A double rainbow before the I game. remember that night really well. I do, too. I don't know why, but. Well, it was just, it was a big night. Yeah, it was a big night, yeah. Not yeah. only the 500th game, but, like, that first night, I was so nervous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, too. Like, why, like we, why we were going to do something. I don't know why we were nervous. Well, <laughs> I mean, we did get, it was our first game. We were going to be on the stands. We might get run over by somebody. Yeah, you had to stay, that's true. You had to stay on your, sideline. stay on the lookout for for that that's for sure uh you didn't want to get rolled up yeah seen that happen before oh no doubt uh and then that game back in 98 the number one ranked commerce tigers were upset by sunny smarts wildcats and raven won their first ever region title with a 14 to 13 victory so some some pretty good games over the years between commerce and raven probably some better ones even i wonder if monte was out that game was that a broke leg game? Might that, was, that was his sophomore year. That would have been his sophomore year. So, yeah, he probably didn't play that game. Probably not. Probably helped help Sonny Smart there. Yeah. Don't want to give too much credit to Sonny. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, just just joking. Come on. Come I on, think, I think he was one of their better coaches in school history. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't think I'd argue with you there, yeah. so I don't know if I would or not. They got a pretty good coach now, though. They do. Uh, Michael Davis, mm-hmm. uh, son-in-law of Coach Ray Lamb. Hadn't he lost. Coach, hadn't lost. First season, now to know. How often do you see that? Uh, long-time offensive coordinator over at Calhoun. Also, I kind of like blocked you out of, of, of you saying that. But, yes, son-in-law of Coach Ray Lamb. Yes. Uh, he, he was over there at Calhoun from 2002 to 2020. Um, it's crazy what they did in that run, uh, him and Hal Lamb and all, all those guys that are there at Calhoun. Crazy. It's a dynasty. Yeah, really one of the only teams that have challenged Buford, you know, in those years when they were in double A. Um, but 21, he came over to Raven County to be the OC. Um, crazy stat about Coach Davis. He's coached nine first team all state quarterbacks. Wow. Uh, since 2002. Um, looking at the Wildcat schedule this year, they've won all their games. Um, they beat Harrelson County, Stevens County, number 10 at Daresville, Triple A school, Heard County on the road, uh, number seven, Whitfield Academy, Fellowship Christian, St. Francis, number six, Elbert County, and Athens Christian. Um, the only real close game was the one with Stevens. Um, fellowship was close, a 21 16 victory. And Whitfield was sort of close, it was 28 to 14. And I think it was close, it was 21 to 14, I think, late in the fourth. And I think Whitfield had the ball at one point. And I think Raven, I think Raven picked one. I think something like that did happen. I think so, like a pick six or something. Um, but that I I remember when they turned it over what three times in that game. Two too times. early. Too early for sure. Uh, but I, I remember those that Whitfield Fellowship Francis all back to back. Those weeks, I was like, man, there's some cracks in the armor for Raven. And then they came out and they beat Elbert by that score. But I guess you consider. Well, plus they're all. I mean, look at Saint. Look at Saint Francis now. Yeah. Top ten team. Yeah. So all of a sudden they have one, two, basically three, four, four, five. 
top ten six top ten wins, basically across multiple classifications. Right. I, I read a statistic. <laughs> They've had to travel. I mean, when you when you start to have a program like Raven and you know nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to play in the mountains. Uh, they've had to travel so much this year that Raven County or Elbert County was their closest away game. That's crazy. And it's an hour and a half drive from crazy. Tiger. Uh, but that is the team that we will face this pat this Friday night. Um, they have a lot of key players, a lot of good good players. These are five seniors that I wanted to mention and some statistics. First, you got to start off with their senior quarterback transferred in from West Versailles, Keegan Stover, number 11 on the field. He is 144 for 220 passing the ball for 2,400 yards and 27 touchdowns. But as impressive as that stat line is, this one is even more impressive. Zero interceptions on the year, Dino. Uh, 27 touchdowns to zero interceptions. Uh, his passing attack is balanced with senior running back Lane Windham, number seven. He has 115 carries for 593 yards and six touchdowns. Did you watch that game a couple years back between them and Prince with Vandergriff yes. or Stockton? Mm-hmm. Windham was a sophomore. That, that was on year. ESPN. It was. And uh, – Wyndham really stole the show for Raven County in that game. He had over 100 yards rushing, I know, and nobody expected him to play well. Um, but he he did play really well for them. I think he's a threat out of the backfield, just like Jaden Gibson is out on the flank, number six, the senior wide receiver, Georgia high school football career leader in receiving yards and touchdowns uh, that recent recently changed in his career. This season, he's had 73 receptions for 1,363 yards and 19 touchdowns. Uh, They have two really good linebackers that lead the team in tackles, Beluga, number one, and Owens, 45. Uh, Both of those guys have over 50 tackles on the season. We got our work cut out for us tomorrow night, Dino. Um, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I was actually looking up. No, Jaden Gibson's going to Georgia Southern, but I was curious about Keegan Stover, where he was kind of looking. Uh, so I just looked up some of the schools that he's been kind of at least visiting. Mm. Uh, App State, East Carolina, uh, North Dakota State. Wow. So the, the boys in Fargo are interested. That says something. Yeah, they they know what they know their stuff up there. South Alabama. So that's kind of the level of uh, of quarterback you're going to be looking at tomorrow night, which is really good. I think he will be the best quarterback that we've played, um, even including Gavin Hall. Definitely a different style than mm-hmm. Gavin Hall. Um, but I think Commerce matched up better with Hall than we oh, for sure with Stover. Um, going to be a big strain on the defense, especially the secondary at the linebackers. Um we had a little test last week with Elbert County. Um, Going to have to make some improvements because I believe Stover to be much better. Than some of those passes that were went for big uh, last week where the Tigers were also out of position after like a no huddle. Right. I mean, that, that worries me quite a bit going into Raven County because that's like – exactly what they're going to do all night long. Right. If if I'm Ravens coaching staff, I'm watching that Elbert film and seeing that and salivating because seeing us – That's what they're going to want to do. Is run up tempo and spread it out. Yeah, and, and not necessarily deep balls. Now, they're going to throw – they'll throw more deep balls than Elbert did. Right. But they're going to they're going to throw those quick hitters a lot. Yeah. And what we've got to do is we have to be disciplined <clears throat> to line up right. We have to be able to know our assignments and – most importantly, we've got to tackle because this past Friday night against Elbert, we didn't wrap up on first contact oh, yeah. Yeah. and had a lot of missed tackles. There are going to be some you know talented players that get good with the ball in their hands yeah. for Raven, so got to bring them down. We, I think we got to slow the, the ball game down, ball control. This That's the type of game that we're going to have to play. Oh, no, it's going to, have to just get just, – just, just muck it up. Yeah. Play really tough. Need some turnovers. turnovers. What do you think about – you want to do a prediction? Time of possession. I mean, it's just going to be – 
I hope it's. I wish it could. Did you hear that dog? I did. That was a heck of a howl there. Uh, Saul, you think they'll cover? Okay. I do think they'll cover. I hope. I hope it's not a five touchdown game. That would mean things are going extremely right for Raven County. Right. Um, which I think, I mean, I think that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that that's not a possibility at all. But God, um, how sweet would it be if our Tigers went up there and upset them? That'd be a sweet way to end the year. It would be. And go into the playoff and go into the playoffs. Right. Be riding high. Um, Here's one prediction. I'm going to eat a hamburger at the game. That's a good prediction. Here's another prediction. I'm going to stop at Irvin's on the way up, and I will buy at least three articles of clothing. It's getting that time of year. It's been a while since I've re-upped. Any parting thoughts for the people, Uncle Song? No, just get out and enjoy your game. Uh, watch this Georgia it, man. this week. This is it for, for us, for the Tigers. This yeah. is regular season's over. Regular season's over. We'll, yeah, we'll Georgia, likely. Florida this weekend. Should we hit that real quick? We got like a, I mean, we're, we've, we're pushing it, but <laughs> the dog's big. Yeah. I mean, the dog's big. Yeah. Gator haters. I, th- I th- you know, as far as looking ahead, I think Tennessee is going to be doing more looking ahead than Georgia is. Yeah. God, um, that's going to be fun. Whoo! I'm looking ahead. I got the day off of work. Do you next yeah. Saturday? And Commerce ain't playing the Friday night before. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm about being I'm, full form. I'm thinking about going down. I'm thinking oh. I might make a comeback. Uh, you might, ought to bring it out of retirement. I might be coming out of retirement next Saturday, song. There's a house and by right coming there. out of retirement, I mean I'm going to be. It, like show up not anywhere near as early as I used to <laughs> and also not stay afterwards and be at, be at home and probably asleep by nine o'clock. That's me coming out of retirement. Hey, at least it's something. All right, folks, that's all for us. Thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy the Friday nights. We're going to head up to Tiger. Uh, looking forward to it. Getting up 441, checking on the mountains, seeing the trees, hopefully in for a good game. Um, but we are, Uh, not making any mistakes, that Raven is a very good team. We'll see you all up there, or we'll see you all on Twitter. Go Tigers.